Three, two, one. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Charge Shot Games Cast. We're officially back. Uh, it, 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 the New Year's over. The Game of the Year show is over with. Thank you for all who came out to that. I am your host, Ben, a.k.a. The Marvelous Seeking, and joining is me, the man who just put out a new Metroid video as of this recording, Justin. Metroid Fusion is dope. Yeah, it yes. is. It very is. And joining us is my very own Ario Speedwagon, Tyler. Even I'm impressed. <laughs> Sorry, I have JoJo on my brain. I've been watching. That's the thing that, that Speedwagon says. Um, and uh, so, uh, yeah. I'm with fool. the band. Thundercross yeah. split attack. Dude, I don't. Yeah, so I, I'm not going to. Trust me, chat. Fucking weeds. I'm not going to. You, you, need, you need to become more cultured. <laughs> is what you need to become. Uh, we are the Charge Shot Games cast. We are not a JoJo's Bizarre Adventure cast, although, Tyler, maybe we should think about doing that one day. Um, Probably. Just watch, just do watch-alongs for JoJo. Um, that would take but, forever. Yes, it would, but we are we are not that. We are the Charge Shot Games cast. We are a weekly video game podcast dedicated to the games we've been playing and news we've been reading, and it's been a long, it's been over a month, a month and a few, and like two weeks since we've actually done a proper games cast, and I will I will say that break was much needed. It was nice to not have to worry about what am I going to play this week for the show and just concentrate on beating games for yeah. the t- top 10 of the year and, you know, just, or playing old stuff that you, going down memory lane. So, uh, I know, um, uh, I know I did that for myself, but let's kick it off like we usually do with Justin, what have you been playing it or working on anything interesting this past, uh, recently, really? Um, well, I'm trying to, like, I don't really want to touch on anything that we already discussed game of the year. Right. Some of those were fairly recent. Um, but... I can't remember if, if I gushed over Tokyo Mirage Sessions. Oh, yes. Um, I'm still really enjoying that game. That's good. Uh, it's actually been a little bit since I played it because I got caught up in, like, you know, putting out a new video and stuff. Um, I just haven't had a lot of time. But I was trying to get in, like, a good half an hour to an hour, like, in bed every night because it's a Switch game. It's, you know, it's the convenience. Um, and it doesn't have voice or English voice acting. Yeah. So, like, I don't feel the need to play on the TV with the sound on. But... Um, I'm a good portion of the way into, like, the second dungeon. Um, the, the kind of, the photography got, oh, wait, no, I finished that one. That's right. I finished the second dungeon. I'm in the intermission between dungeons. Nice. That's right. Um, I've had a few times when, like, my save just, like, didn't work. Either I forgot to save, or I did save, and the next time I loaded it up, it, like, wasn't where I saved. Mm. Um, so I've had to redo some sections, and I was trying to remember where I actually left off. Uh, because I had to basically redo that whole dungeon again when I was, like, in the back third. Ooh. Because it started me back at the intermission before it. And I was so mad. It's like, I know I saved this time. I think my Switch updated and, like, lost the most recent save date or something. I don't know. Switch stuff's weird sometimes. It is. Um, but yeah, the game's really good. I'm having a lot of fun with it. Um, I love the combat system. Right? Like, it basically, it takes the kind of... You know, Shin Megami Persona style, like, uh, magic system, which I really love, like, how visual it all is. You hit an enemy with something, and it tells you whether it's weak or resistant or, you know, nothing pretty much, to pretty it. Pretty much every time. It, you just gotta hit it yeah. once. Mm-hmm. And, like, after so many, you try so many things, it seems to just unlock the rest of them. You don't have to, like, hit it with every element to find yeah. what's what. It does that in Shin Megami um, Tensei Five as well. Yeah. And in Persona 5, but that one's got more elements it does. in it. This one is pretty much the, the basics, like... Fire, wind... Uh, I think it's fire... Yeah, fire, wind... They have weird electric, names electric. Persona, though. 
They do. Um, uh, and then there's light and dark. Yeah. And um, the three, like, weapon types from... Uh, Fire Emblem. Yeah. yeah. Swords, so you've got your sword, your, your axe, and your bow. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Lance, right. Yes. Is there bow? No, not I'm in the triangle. Sure, there's, there's it's not sword. in the triangle. Bows yeah, are their own things. Yeah, but archers are okay. archers are treated as separate class citizens. <laughs> but I mean, on the on the weakness chart, no. does it have bows? No, uh, because there, it's all the triangle only refers to one on one combat, and archers cannot engage in like single combat like that. So it's they're not part of the gotcha. weapon triangle. I was trying to remember how this game handles it because, like, it's I mean, you can get ranged weapons like consumables, but they're ranged weapons. Right. It probably doesn't similar to fire it probably doesn't factor because I think it's. Swords beat axes, axes beat spears, spears beat swords. That's usually how yeah. it works. Yeah. You don't really have to know that in this game because no. it just deals with weaknesses and resistances, but generally it does follow those rules. Um, but yeah, there's like, you can chain together attacks if you like hit an enemy with something they're weak against. Uh, it'll enact certain like passive abilities that your party members have, so they join in on the, the performance, basically. Yeah. Of that attack, and those get crazier um, as super you, satisfying. Uh, unlock more stuff for the characters later on. It gets like insanely fun. Yeah, I did read something like the the Switch version brought in like a quick session um, because some of those animations can get super long when like your whole party and like assist characters and stuff get in, get involved. I, I love them. I haven't noticed it, and I kind of like how yeah. like how fancy it all is. So I've turned off the quick performances, but I imagine if it gets too long, I'd change my mind. <laughs> Um, but then, uh, yes, again, similar, all I know is Persona 5, so I'm sorry. I'm not trying to say, like, this game's just like Persona 5, because I mean, it it's, came out it's the closest first, that, but... that the Switch has to having a Persona no, 5 I, I guess it... on it, so. Aside from Strikers. Yes, per, no, uh, well, this came out, I think, on the Wii U, like, 2017, maybe? No, I think no. 2018. No, because it came out before the Switch was a thing. So it must have been like right. 20, yeah. 50, 20, 2016. It was like the end of the Wii U's life. So it was probably 2016. 2015, probably. 2016. I, so yeah, it was before Persona 5. Then. Yeah, pretty much. Because that was 2017. Um, okay, so yeah, anyway. I'm not trying to say it's like Persona 5. But, I mean, it is like... It is a collaboration between Fire Emblem and Shin Megami. Like, it's, there's some similarities. Oh, yeah. Um, but I really like... Like, it doesn't have the full life sim elements um, of like, you know answering questions in a classroom, like raising your, your life stats, um, all that stuff. But there are some basics, like there's stores you get, like basically in intermissions between uh, your dungeons, you can go around town and like go into shops that have various things that will like, you know, buff your party and things like that. And you can also do side quests. And um, some of those are kind of like, they raise your bond with your different party members and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um but instead of kind of being like a um, like a heart or star type system that you're raising, it basically just awakens new uh, performas yeah. in them, which I can't take. Like it, it's Persona, like it's Persona with with different letters. But you get you um, get an animated music video with some of them, which is they're fucking great. Yeah, that is that is true. Um, but it, essentially, it just gives you the ability to unlock new abilities or weapons when you complete these side quests. Um, Because you get, like, kind of key items needed to fuse those new abilities. Oh, Um, I love that mechanic so much. But, yeah, I was going to say, I really like the way you get new weapons and stuff. I didn't think I was going to at first, 
because it kind of gave me like uh res or not resident wow um final fantasy 8 flashbacks um which i love a lot of things about final fantasy 8 the weapon upgrade system is not one of them yeah um because it, it requires a lot of like item grinding and stuff to get the things you need to basically Junction pay grinding. to have them synthesized and you don't get any weapons aside from the ones that you have made so it's really annoying um whereas like final fantasy 9 there's normal weapons and synthesized weapons anyway um i really like this one because it's generally like you get the things you need from fighting enemies like it, it's like their kind of their drops um mm-hmm. and i haven't really had an issue with like missing one um like generally the game is hard enough that you do the random encounters as you go and you'll find the stuff you need for new yeah. weapons there's there's been a few times when I don't get them before I master the old one, so like I'm just kind of running around with a mastered weapon for a little bit, but that's the exception to the rule, um, because each weapon basically has like four abilities you can learn on it, and so as you level up, you get like ability points that unlock the different skills on that weapon. Again, similar to a persona, um, uh, where they can learn different abilities as they level up and then at some point they basically max out and can't learn any new ones so you fuse them into a different persona um this kind of applies that to the fire emblem weapon system um but i do love that like every weapon you get for the main character shows up on the map like it actually updates the weapon you're holding in the dungeon like it's just those little things that makes me happy Mm -hmm. um and yeah it's it's a very well-made game i'm liking it a lot um i just did the uh, the first EX story, like the new content in the Switch version. All right, yeah. Um, and that dungeon was fine. I like the stuff in it. Um, like I, I got a chest with a bunch of costumes, so I switched out my main character to the Joker costume. Of course. <laughs> so it feels like I'm playing Persona Five. Uh, and that's pretty cool. I like the characters. Some of the some of the writing is really cheesy, yeah, it's, but it's, um, yeah. It's it's almost um, it's definitely written with like a tokusatsu mentality in mind. I mean, because for all instance, you're 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 um you're uh God, what's the not not what's not Sentai the thing that precedes Sentai Tyler? What is it called? Common uh, uh, Rider. You're I believe, for, yeah, Common Rider. You're basically that for you. Yeah, that's what you you're a team of them. You're, you're Super Sentai for all these purposes. Yeah, I mean, one of the guys' side stories is literally like getting into a Sentai show. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's a really fun game. I definitely recommend it. Um, I'm sad that I put it off so long. Because it's one of those I was kind of, like, casually interested in. But once I played Persona 5, I was like, I need more games like this. And, like, I think I asked you if Tokyo Mirage Sessions would, like, you know, scratch that itch. And you're like, you'd probably like it. I don't know. Yeah, it's just, Um, So I was just kind of waiting for a sale on it. And then I got it for Christmas. I think you might have asked me before you fell in love with Persona. That's why I wasn't sure. But... No, it was right was after. It after. I don't remember because I basically like I wanted more Persona. Yeah, and I, I was trying to find what was the most like it because I hadn't played Tokyo Mirage Sessions myself. Mm-hmm. You should though. Yeah. I think you'd yeah, like you it. Would. Yeah, you would. Yeah, um, because I was like, I was, lately I've been wanting that again. Um, like me and Tyler talked, I think at the Game of the Year show that like we need to get back into Persona Five Strikers. Yeah. Um, which is free on PlayStation Plus this month. Everyone, get on that Grab shit. It. It's, a, it's a good game. Um. But, yeah, I, I was kind of between, like, Tokyo Mirage Sessions and uh, Shin Megami Five, and it seemed like Tokyo was more in kind of the, you know, the life sim, like, anime RPG style that I like, 
whereas Shin Megami is a lot darker and kind of more just like dungeon crawly. Yeah, it is. Um, but I really like the custom made dungeons in Tokyo Mirage Sessions. That's the last thing I want to discuss is like, it has that Persona 5 quality. Like the reason I fell off of Persona 4 was because I like the characters. I like the life sim stuff. But once you get into a dungeon, it's really boring. It's just kind of aesthetic hallways that all look the same. Um, un- like uncovering the map as you go, because it's randomized every floor. Go up the next floor, repeat. And there's random encounters in between, and they're hard. But like, it's never anything other than that. Um, whereas like my f- one of my favorite things in Persona 5 was like how dynamic the dungeons felt, and they're almost like platforming challenges. And this has a lot of those elements. Like, the first dungeon, um, you have to manipulate, like, the um, the pose of, like, a dress form um, so that you can go through the sleeves, like, kind of a like a ladder tunnel um, through the sleeves and get to a different floor. And, like, you manipulate them in different ways to, like, find treasure chests and, you know, other kind of secret hidden items. Um, and then also, you know, progress, obviously. Um, and they're just very nicely crafted. Like, they're not as complicated as Persona 5, especially Royal with the, um, the grappling hook additions. Um, but they're, they're good dungeons and I'm having a lot of fun with that. So like, it kind of makes up for the fact that the life sim stuff isn't as like as dense as it is in Persona. Um, but the other thing I want to talk about briefly, um, is another one that, um, been discussed on game of the year, but I didn't cause I hadn't played it yet. The gunk. Um, I was finally able to get my, uh, Game Pass working again, briefly. <laughs> um, it stopped again now, but I was at least able to download new games so that I can load them from Windows instead of having to go into Game Pass because my library didn't show up there for some reason. Um, and so I played a few hours of it the other night, and it's really good. It's like it's like a cozy platformer that's just like the um, the ink cleaning sections of Mario Sunshine. <laughs> um, there's very little combat and so far what combat there is is just like sucking up the enemies and like spitting them at whatever mm-hmm. to cause damage to them um, and then you know you're you're roaming around like doing platforming um, some light puzzle solving which is mostly again just like sucking up a thing to spit at something else and make like a platform very, for very yourself simple. yeah very simple game design yeah um, like the gameplay on it, like alone, is kind of hard to explain and wouldn't personally sell me on it if I wasn't, you know, already into it. But it's just it's it's a comfy game. Like the music is just very serene. It's like it's one of those things, you know, you had a hard day, you get home, you boot up the gunk, and you just clean up the world for a little bit. Like it makes you feel good. Mm. Oh, yeah. um, for sure. And we we could all use a little world cleaning right now, you know. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Um. But, and, and like, the main characters, like, there's some really solid voice acting. The main characters have a lot of chemistry. Um, I enjoy their their uh, mostly over-the-calm banter. Um, and it's kind of got that, like, it's from the Steamwork Dig, SteamWorld Dig developers. Um, it's kind of got that same element of, like, uh, you find materials while you're out and about in various categories, like fibers or... Um, metal or whatever and you collect those as you go take them back to your camp and you can like make new upgrades for your uh your armor or like your you know your sucky hand thing 
whatever it's called, the gauntlet. Um, and then you, you know, go back out and continue on with the story. Um, it's not quite as like, um, it's more like SteamWorld Dig 2, where, you know, you're actually doing a, a story and like, there's level progression that's set. It's not, you know, procedurally generated or anything. Um, but at certain points, you'll get like a teleporter spot that takes you back to camp. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's just a really cozy 3D platformer adventure game. Uh, and I'm curious to see where the story goes, like why the gunk is here. Yeah. Um, and like what's causing it to infect the world, because like there's still some living creatures out there and stuff that are seemingly scared of it, but like haven't been affected. Um, and then other times there's, you know, whole areas that are blighted and there's little like gunk creatures coming out of it. And yeah, it's, it's very interesting. Um, and finally, uh, Saturday night, me, Ben and Thomas played some, um, aliens fire team elite, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. And I will say like, I, I tested the game before again that was an, it's another game pass one I tested the game before we started and I was like I don't I don't know like I'll, I said I'll play so I'll you know I'll jump in with them like it'll probably be fun with friends like I wasn't really feeling it it was just kind of a pretty generic and honestly a little janky um, like team based uh, over the shoulder like cover shooter but with aliens and to be fair that's exactly what it is but um, playing with the boys was really good. Like it's, it's a game that feels catered to three people. Uh, there's a lot of like three directional hallways that just are kind of like waves of aliens coming out. So, you know, we did the whole, like you take left, you take center, you take right. Like, let's do this. I, I was and, like the teamwork element yeah, of it was really good. I was stupidly trying to be the, the commander over here, trying to, trying to role play a little too mm-hmm. hard. I thought it was fun. Like, all right, Justin, you're going to take this point. Hold the center line. Get the bigger gun. Thomas and I will take the left and right flanks. Hold your positions. Go. What? Flank? Flank steak? I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it was good. Like, you, um, you kind of were like the leader, and then me and Thomas were role playing the, the people that hate each other and don't want to work together. Yeah, that was, that was funny. I <laughs> That was that was game too over, great. man. Game over. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I missed multiple chances to say that quote, and that makes me upset, maybe we'll but... get we'll try another time when we play when we play again. Yeah, but it's it's a pretty good game. Like the the different classes feel very different. Like there's specific weapons you can only have uh, depending on your class, and there's kind of a neat upgrade system that like unlocks different modifications to your abilities and things like that um, as you like rank up your class. Um, we didn't really get into too much of that stuff, but I, I am intrigued by the system. Um, but it, it is, ju- it is a fairly generic, like licensed, um, fire team shooter. It's just, they did it well. They just didn't really like, they didn't revolutionize the genre no, or anything. No. It's fine. It's, it's, um, and it's clearly a budget title. Yeah, it's fine. Better than colonial Marines. Oh yeah. yeah. For sure. I mean, a lot of things. It's like, no Alien Isolation, though. Yeah, well, different like, like those on the tier system. Those are different yeah. games. Like that's that's like comparing apples and oranges, you know. Um, but in or terms apples are garbage. They're both fruits. Uh, apples, apples, to apples to watermelons. There you go. I don't know. Uh, Still fruit. Apples to bananas. There you go. Still fruit. Oh, it, All right, whatever. I got one. Avocados. Apples to dog shit. There you go. No, avocados are also fruit. Give me, give me, give me, um. Stop naming fruit. Tomato. 
An apple to a tomato. There you go. Kind of still a fruit. What? No. You named the one vegetable that's also kind of a fruit. Onion? That's fine. fine. Apples yeah, to onions. Fine. There you go. Apples to onions. Gross. It is pretty apt. I really enjoyed that bit. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's all I got. All right. Thank, th- We're thank, done. Thank you so much. Um, hopefully we can have you back for more all uh, um, Fireteam Elite. Because that was fun. Really, really with three players. Uh, yeah. Tyler! Um, so I haven't really played that much this week. Although I did get into something fairly new, to me at least. Um I recently got Jump King on sale uh, last week, and I started playing that since I saw Calliope, uh, the VTuber that Ben and I are head over heels over, uh, speedrunning it uh, last week. Beat the game in eight minutes. That was impressive as shit. So I figured, yeah, she could do that. I could probably get through this game too. Jump King is Rage Incarnate. If, If you haven't played this before, it's basically... You're just jumping up a mountain to score the girl. Problem is, all you do is walk forward and jump, but you can't control the trajectory of your jump in midair. So you have to try to jump on these uh, platforms in very precise ways. And you charge your jump in varying intervals, by the way. There's no meter that tells you how much you charge your jump. So you just kind of have to like take a wild guess on how far your jump's going to go. Otherwise, you're probably just going to bump into something and just fall at the bottom where you begin. And, yeah, that's pretty infuriating. But it is oddly kind of addicting once you start getting the feel for it. Like, I got up to the third area so far, and I only fell to the bottom at least 80 times. So, yeah, that's pretty much um, that game. Uh, Though I have um, gotten back to playing Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, because I just remember that the uh, History of Trunks DLC expansion was added last year, and I haven't played since the Resurrection S stuff got added in. So I got back in. Uh, I realized that I can go Super Saiyan Blue in the main story now, and I am just one-shotting enemies left and right. It's pretty hilarious, <laughs> all things considered. I might consider uh, just going back, seeing if there's like a New Game Plus or probably just starting the game from scratch again, because I really do like uh, playing through this game's story a lot. Uh, but other than that, I've kind of just been grinding on uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! Legacy of the Duelist Link Evolution on PC, because I haven't really been... I haven't unlocked everything in that port yet. And I'm only doing so because Nero the Hero, a.k.a. Lo, recently got his copy on Steam, and... Uh, he asked me to personally uh, tutor him on the intricacies of the card game, and we'll probably make a stream out of it, whether we're doing the story mode or, like, doing practice matches with each other. It'll be fun. And uh, I'm really looking forward to teaching him how to play the game as well as I can. So look forward to that, ladies that's and That's another game I want to get back into, but I just haven't had time. Yeah, that's fair. Because I want to duel him. I, I, can, I can take him on. I can't take you on. But. That's fair. <laughs> Like, I can give you a deck recipe for a Blue Eyes uh, deck that I recently made, and it's pretty sweet. Is it, like, the, the Blue Eyes deck that we made in um, no, this the one, mobile game? this one's way different. It still has some of the same things. Like, Blue Eyes White Dragon is still the main engine of the deck, but it mostly runs level 8 monsters that just special summon themselves, uh, like, right off the bat. And there's more fusions, like... 
Blue Eyes Alternative Ultimate Dragon, which is busted as all hell. Like, I'll send you the recipe later. It's it's really fun. Jeez. I even built it in real life. That's why I can't go competitive. Like, there's so much meta that I just can't... I can't... It's not even meta. After, it's like, fun. just the idea of, you know, summoning monsters to special summon a better monster, like, I get lost. Yeah. <laughs> That's as far as I go with the game. Well, at least Duel Links uh, makes it automated enough so that you keep track of what you're doing. So you at least can't get lost in that regard. Mm-hmm. But, I just can't think, like, five steps ahead, like, like you need to do for that. That's why you gotta learn your shit inside and out. But, yeah, that's pretty much it for me. <sighs> Sounds like a lot of work. It does. Although, on a related note, real quick, I did I did want to give a quick shout-out to Picross. Um, because apparently I'm that old man now. Oh, um, Thomas is rubbing up. Thomas, Thomas always went on about Picross, and we'd make fun of him for being an old man and playing old man games. Um, I downloaded the like the free Konami one on my phone, at, like a month ago, <clears throat> like just shy of a month ago, and I have beaten like sixty seven percent of the puzzles in it, um, which is hundreds at least. Um, in, you know, less than 30 days. Um, I really like Picross now, y'all. <laughs> now you're gonna but also, that one's free. Like, it's a good one to learn. Oh, I, I have. And then we've talked about Picross before. Um, I'm already thinking about, like, what other ones are out there. Because there's, like, a Nintendo one on the Switch. Cool. Um, and then there's, like, the old, like, classic Picross on SNES Online. Um, That's neat. That might be a good one to check out. Because... I'm mostly struggling with like the the 15 by 15 puzzles and Thomas was saying in the Nintendo one there's or the the Switch one there's like 30 by 30 puzzles and I'm like I don't know if I can handle that many numbers man I play Yu-Gi-Oh for a living that game is too five head for me <laughs> it's honestly like there's some really fun patterns that you can get into once you figure it out like I love blocks of twos because um, it's basically like you, you know, you time you tap out your box like based on the number on either side. Um, so when it's like twos on all sides, you basically are making like a like a staircase kind of. Um, which you know when you're dealing with pixels means like that's the edge of something. Okay. Um, so like you get into these sections of twos and you pretty much crossed the board and have a good like marker point of where everything else falls. So like when it's a you know when it's a full run across like a like just a, a number fifteen, like it goes all the way across the board, or when it's like a run of twos that just makes a you know a, a diagonal line basically, like those are really satisfying and are usually quick wins. It's the ones where it's like more empty space than pixels that I can't figure out. Because mm. when you have a fifteen by fifteen board and every one of them is like you know a one or a two. Like, where are you supposed to put them? You have no point of reference. Numbers are hard, man. Anyway. Yeah. Picross is cool. Just just wanted to let you know. Okay. Not me. No. So, uh, first I want to talk about in between uh, the last show, you guys knew how much I wanted to get a Switch OLED edition and I would have gotten one at launch if Target didn't fuck me over with constantly taking the money and then leave, whatever. We've been over that. I finally have one. It's right here. Tyler sabotaged um, So, uh, it's hard to tell. Uh, I'm going to see if it's visible on here. I'm going to turn the volume all the way down so y'all don't hear that. Uh, it probably is, because that's sweet OLED. So, there you go. 
Um, this is it. it. It's hard to tell. You can see the bezels are are a lot smaller. It's like Grandia, uh, Grandia two specifically. Um, yeah, and uh, you, I, I, I was not sure. Like, you're never really sure like how big the difference is going to be until you have it. And mm-hmm. I, I'll tell you this: I have not played in TV mode since I've gotten this thing. It's all been docked <laughs> uh, or on my on handheld mode. So, um, yeah, it's really gorgeous. Uh, like, it really makes everything pop and and just have everything that has beautiful colors uh really really great but with also that a lot of people don't talk about is it makes the the shadows and the, and the darks a lot better so like if you look at your, your switch normally when the screen is off there's kind of like a gray tint to it which is normal for that kind of screen but with here um the screen just goes completely black it almost freaks me out sometimes because it feels like the king is powered off um but like uh, i'll do it for metroid uh dread for that one of the games i first tested out and like the loading screen will come up it'll pop up but the, for the game that really wowed me on like just how vibrant it can be is uh Sayonara wild hearts and that game is just literally it feels like the screen is literally pulsating with the, the colors and it's a great game to show off but like uh, it's it, it also um, feels a lot heavier. Like it's not significantly, but I I still have my old Switch. I haven't given my dad my old one yet because I've been sick. Um, but I compared the weights. Like it's significantly heavier in the sense that you're gonna feel it. It's not heavy heavy, but you're gonna feel it. Um, and it it just but it doesn't lose any kind of weightness. It still feels the same. Doing this, you know, everything's about the same. Um, the only thing I have could. That's surprising since OLED screens are like paper thin. Yeah, it it, 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 it must, should weigh less. It's just probably the case, like, whatever case, because the whole casing is new. Um, so like, mm-hmm. like the the uh, the the um the kickstand, which I love this new kickstand. It's it's kind of hard. Wow. To yeah. Yeah, it comes. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's and nice. It's very adjustable. Just be careful when you're pricking it out because like right here, uh, that's where the air vents are, and there's actually like some kind of like. Uh, fane there, like some stuff there. So don't use your fingers because you might prick it. So I usually just go right in the middle and pull it up that way. But it's definitely a lot more durable than the uh, original Switch Kickstand, and you can adjust it to different heights. Um, and I, I tried a lot of games. I tried Super Street Fighter Two Turbo on here. Even on those games, it, it like it just makes it look again. It's not doing anything better to the resolution. Not doing like that, but it just if you if you have a game that's colorful or like that does really good emphasis on darks, uh, it's you're really gonna notice it. Um, you know, again, if you're not really uh, into TV mode, you're not going to notice anything just because if you mostly played on that. But if you do both or more lean start handheld, you're going to notice it for sure. So I definitely do. I, I love my purchase. It's it's great. Um, uh, as for what I've been playing, uh, I've I've kind of been playing Don Kong Tropical Freeze on, on this machine specifically. Um, uh, and I really like Donkey Kong Tropical Cruise. I owned it on my Wii U, and obviously because it's in my Wii U, I can't really play it anymore, at least until I hack it, uh, or until I jailbreak it, so I haven't done that yet. So I bought it right before, uh, the Christmas break as a treat for myself, like, fuck it, I'm just gonna buy it for myself, another, uh, Wii U game to Switch, and I just really like it, I'm almost done with it, I've made it to, like, I, just, I think I'm just almost past the water world. It's just a really good Donkey Kong game, man. Like, I remember loving it a lot on the Wii U version. I never beat it, but, like, just revisiting it here. It's so hard. Yeah, it's very hard. Uh, don't, don't get me wrong. It, it's hard. Um, but I still love it. Um, uh, I love just how it controls. I love its its platform challenges. I love its boss fights. Its boss fights are, are insanely good, except for the underwater one. But it doesn't overstay its welcome, so I don't necessarily mind that one that much. Um uh, oh, by the way, this, the underwater stages uh, for I, when there's an underwater 
um, shadow stage for uh, Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze. That's a good indicator and in how good the like mm. like oh it's just so good. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm just enjoying my time with it. I'm it's it's surprise. I'm not going for like every like puzzle piece, but like most of the time when I beat a stage, I'm getting at least for a like five out of six or seven out of nine or like stuff like that. I think like only one or two times I've gotten like one out of eight or something like that just because I'm not looking for it. Or it's one of those stupid barrel rocket uh, stages. Luckily, there's only mm. two. Because uh, Donkey Kong Country Returns for the Wii had a shit ton of them. And those pissed me off all the time. God, I hated those mm-hmm. stages. Um, but still, really, really, really good fun game. Although the hardest levels are like the K stage. Like the special one for getting all the puzzles. Yeah, that, those are really, I'm going to try at some point. Because um, I think you can actually buy squawks from um uh what's his name funky mm-hmm. and he can basically lead you to puzzle pieces so i'll probably do is i'll go back and like play through the game and either get, try to get all the secret exits get all the puzzle pieces and try to complete this game because it's really really fun um and let's see how how far this tests my humanity uh besides that i've also been playing grandia 2 as you saw um i not streaming this is i'm playing this in my own because i never played it and um i'm really surprised that it honestly it does a lot of things that's like Grandia, it's so Grandia from what I remember from the first game, but in, like it's a lot more simplified. So, for instance, in Grandia one, um, in order to level up like certain things, and it's usually by like one point, so it wasn't significant, but it was enough to change things up. Uh, you have to change weapon types, so like an axe will level up your your uh, your HP and your um, vitality by one point, but a sword will level up something else. Um, in this one, it's not really doing, it's not, it's not, it does not do that at all. Um, in this one, you get special coins, um, you get things that are called special coins. One, they're called special things, one's blue, one's green, and that's, and then you, uh, that's pretty much how you level up things. So, um, you pretty much, at least I haven't found it, each character at, at, that you meet has, uh, gets a mana egg, and they're titled differently, and you can switch mana eggs between characters, um, there's no rule who has what. Um, but once it's in there, you pretty much level them up instead of just like in Grandia one, you use it over and over again to max it out here. You pretty much just fight and then you go into the, you know, power up menu and then you'll level up that way based on how many special coins you have or magic coins. In addition, there's these books you can find so far. I've only, I think you can find some in the overworld, but most of the time I've only found them when you're, uh, finding them, fighting bosses, a boss will drop it, will drop it for you. And those like give you extra stats, and each character can keep can keep up to three extra bonus stats. Pour it, and it's a lot, and you can then power those up as well. So it's a lot more simplification. It may seem like a lot more, but in terms of what Grandia One had you doing, where you're constantly okay, you have to use this amount of you have to use fire and water magic to level that up individually to gain a new ability and get these different at different levels to get this new ability that like that was fine i have no problem with that but i like how simplified is it's here um it's very very fun and so far i the story is not what i'm expecting because grandia one was very optimistic very like adventure like the main character justin is like i'm gonna go on adventure and yeah it gets dark at moments like shit i cried on stream during one of them but uh, this one is very dark, like from the beginning, and it's pretty much about um, uh, they're, 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 the this this pre this this religious group of, of the uh, of the area is trying to prevent the summoning of the Dark Lord Valmar, who's basically uh, Satan, Lucifer, Beelzebub, whatever you want to call him, and they're these churches trying to prevent him, and a piece the wings of Valmar, which that sounds so cool. 
uh, gets into this woman Elena, who's like your main character, who's I'm pretty sure is voiced by Jennifer Hale, based on how she uh, the vo- the voice acting is in this game, um, and she gets basically the 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 soul of the wings of Valmar in her, and so she has like a dual personality thing going on where occasionally this character Millennia will show up, and she's pretty much uh, the wings of Valmar personified, and. If she's her goal, her goal is pretty much to try to resurrect Valmar, and you're going across the countryside, and you are fighting. You are basically trying to stop Valmar from resurrecting. And I'll tell you what: the one thing I also say about this game is that this game's trying to be more mature because the storyline has to do with God and religion and the devil and the, like the little nuances like that. Um, and also the enemies, like they really went out with making some of these enemies, even basic enemies, like nightmare fuel. Um, the second boss you meet is like a, a take on gluttony and it's just the most disgusting, like, oh my, like I'm going to hurl, like, why did I eat lunch and playing this boss fight kind of thing? It's, it's really unsettling. Um, and I'm curious to see where this is going to go because, like it's a JRPG. Like, like obviously Valmar is not a good. It's not going to be a good thing. Um, but like uh, they talk about its op, its his opposite, Granis, who's like basically God, Jesus, whatever you want to call it. And like I can't help but think, like, is there going to be a twist where Granis is going to be the evil? Am I going to have to kill another God? Um, luckily, Lo is not telling me anything, but he's like kind of like watching my. Pro- I'm kind of telling him my progress as I go along with the game, um, and. Uh, so like I'm just really enjoying it. It's 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 very simple. I like I like some of the updates to the visual attacks that they've done. Uh, in fact, I think Millennia, when you get to play as her, uh, her some of her moves get like full on animated, which is really really sick. Um, I will say some minor point problems with the port. There's some weird. I didn't have this. Didn't granted. I didn't play Grandia one in in handheld mode, so it's hard to tell. But. Um, Grandia 2 has some weird audio mixing issues. Like, some sounds will be, like, really low in battle. Some sounds will be, all of a sudden, it'll be a high pitch, namely when the enemies hit. It's really odd. It's not killing my enjoyment of the game, but I know I didn't encounter these issues when I was playing Grandia 1. Um, but outside of that, I'm, I'm, I'm really enjoying it and making my way through the game. Uh, the last thing I want to talk about is I've officially started Yakuza Like a Dragon. Um, I actually was going to start Kiwami 2, uh, right before Christmas started, but then Xbox is like, we're gonna take, we're losing the license to, they lost Kiwami 0 and 2, and I thought I owned Kiwami 2 on Steam, I thought, uh, Thomas gave me that one, but I, I don't think he did, so he only gave me Kiwami 1, which is fine, I just kinda let myself to believe I thought I had it, so I was like, well, I'm in the mood to play Yakuza, something about, like, the end of the year was like, and like the beginning of the year was like, I need to play Yakuza. So like, well, fuck it. Uh, like a, like a dragon should be on there for a bit. And I, I popped it in and it's totally unrelated to Kiryu's story. So I don't, at least I don't think, I think it is. There might be some events because it could ha- like, it might, there might be some things that they reference that happens like Yakuza 6 or something, but I don't, hopefully it's not in, intimate to knowing this game, but I really like it so far. And like, obviously I knew it was a turn-based RPG um, but like, it's still Yakuza, like it's still that insane over the fun top combat stuff. So like you attack, you have attack, you have a special move. If you, you can attack a character while they're down, similar to how you can attack a character while they're down in a regular Yakuza game. Uh, also, um, if you like are attacking somebody and there's like a, a bench or a bike or a traffic cone right next to them, 
uh, Ichi will um, pick up that item and start beating their asses with it. Um, it's very, very fun. You wouldn't think like a turn-based RPG would work in Yakuza, but it, it works because like the characters are just they're constantly moving like they're boxing. You just are choosing the menus differently versus like just smashing the uh, the attack button or the dodge button. Um, as for like the story, like it's crazy how like yeah, I, I still love this miracle that Yakuza and Yakuza fans will sell it on the the memeness of the games, let's be real here, like the craziness yeah. of of it, like, oh what's Goro Majima gonna do? Or like, can you believe this is happening in this game? This is insane. And then like the same game it hits you with like the deepest cuts and like you're crying within the first hour. So minor spoilers for uh, Yakuza's uh, Yakuza Like a Dragon, but uh, Ichi is very close to the patriarch of the Arakawa family. Um, his, I think is Misami Arakawa. He is like this older gentleman. He actually looks really badass. He has this cool black trench coat and this and like this cool fedora hat. He looks really cool. He has this big scar on his face. Um, but he's like a really caring old man. He's like, I see you, you uh, like his underlings as his kids more than like you know just like his like captains or whatever or his uh, underlings. So he's really sweet. Like he's a, he's the, he's the badass with the heart of gold. Um, uh, but he's telling Ichi the story about his son that apparently he was already with a woman and then he was with another woman. He got that one pregnant. And so, um, they, uh, they, they were basically, they beat the shit out of him and they were going to kill the woman who he just had a child with, kill him, her and the baby. Um, and she basically went into hiding until, uh, the woman called Arakawa and basically, and Arakawa basically told her to put him in a locker room. And this is like December 31st. So it's cold outside. So Arakawa uh, then unfortunately proceeds to get another ass kicking from some Yakuza members. And he like finds the, the locker where she was calling from. But obviously she's not there. We don't know idea where she's at. And um, uh, he proceeds to hear a baby crying in the locker. So it's just him like punching these locker this one locker to get it open and it's just like uh, like heartfelt stuff and because and and like um the doctor basically told him that like if you would have gotten there like a, a minute five minutes early he would be fine this his son is stuck in a wheelchair that Ichi has to roll around um and stuff like that but uh it gets i won't say what happened the, the the real heart for spoiler but especially what happens to ichiban but it seems like in Yakuza, in the Yakuza game, there's always a moment where the first part of the game is really fun and you're kind of learning everything, and then there's the turn. There's the there's the oh shit, the shoe just drops, and you're playing Yakuza, motherfucker. Get ready for the emotional ride of your damn life. Like they do such a great like it's by this time by this is technically Yakuza Seven, so by now it is a formula, but it's a formula that fucking works. Um, so that's that's the that's the good that's the great thing that. They could take it, and I was kind of skeptical, like um, of it, because like Kiryu, I've only played zero and one, and obviously Kiryu is the hero of the of the game, and um, to an extent Majima in zero. But I was worried. I'm like, am I going to be as receptive to Ichiban? Uh, and I think I am. He's like very much a loyal to a fault kind of character. He just wants to do good. So, for instance, there's this guy who owes money, and his captain told him, "Bring me his wallet." So. Um, he takes the wallet, um, but he gives the guy back his money. He's like, well, the boss has said just give him back his money. Like, he's going to pay us back. <laughs> um, and, of course, uh, Ichi almost loses his finger because of that because he's being a smartass. 
Um, but like he's just like a lovable idiot. In fact, uh, he Itchy himself was like his mom abandoned him. Like his mom worked at the uh, uh, like this bathhouse where like the like basically prostitutes were. Um, uh, the uh, soap land. Yeah, the soap land. Uh, he he was raised there, um, which you see in like Yakuza Zero and uh, One, um, and like all the little all all the all the uh, all the women there took care of him, which I'm like. Uh, and apparently he played like Dragon Quest a lot as a kid. Like he was a like you know Dragon Quest is huge in Japan. So like he based his entire like what it means to be a good person on Dragon Quest. And I'm like I, I like this guy. That's hilarious. Yeah, he's he's just a really good dude who just wants to do right, uh, which makes what what's ha- what happens to him like really awful. Uh, so I'm gonna be playing that. Like it, it, like I'm gonna be playing. Uh, I know I'm probably playing too many RPGs at once, but I feel like. Uh, Yakuza isn't that big to the point where like, I can probably get away with it since the the overall maps are never truly huge, you know, and like you know most of its cutscenes anyways. So I'm enjoying my time with it. I'm taking my time. I'm not gonna rush through it, at least until um, Xbox decides to remove it from Game Pass. But um, I hope it doesn't. Not for at least a while until they beat it. Even then, I might have to buy this game. And this is the last thing I'll say in it because in this game you can play Virtual Fighter Two uh, on it. Yep. You can play Virtual Fighter Two and you can play Virtual Fighter Five uh, on it. No online, obviously. But I just love the fact that like I'm gonna have to buy Yakuza Like a Dragon just so I can play an emulated copy of Virtual Fighter Two. Question: Is it arcade perfect? I have no idea, dude. I never played. Um, uh, um, Virtual Fighter 2 in the arcade. I only had it on the Saturn, so I would not be able to tell okay. you. Uh, it looked neat. It looked nice, and it, it, like it remind it like yeah, that like that looked that reminds me of the Saturn. Um, you know, so uh, and the Saturn was a good uh, machine for emulating uh, or replicating arcade arcade hardware. So uh, yeah, Yakuza like a Dragon. I, I wanted to play Kiwami 2, but didn't happen. I will. Buy, I'm probably gonna. I'm gonna play through the uh, entire Yakuza series at some point, but something in me just wanted to play like a Dragon since it doesn't really have anything to do with Kiryu and. I, I, that way I can just be in this world of sadness and memory, as I call it. Um, that's all I really want to talk about. There's some other things i played, but that's all I really want to talk about this time. Uh, let's go ahead and go to a break. And when we come back, we got a little bit of news. And then that's our topic of the night. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Charge Shot Games Cast. It is now time to talk about the news and time to talk about some bands. So we don't have a lot of news. Oh, so, dear. Yeah, so um, Pokimane. Well, we can get those clicks with Pokimane. Yeah, uh, got to get that. I gotta, I'll put that in the uh, in the tag, so make sure we get filtered off. Yeah. So um, Pokimane, a uh, prominent female Twitch streamer as well as co-owner of EO Now. Um, I just love saying that. Um, she has reportedly been uh, banned uh, from uh, Twitch after streaming Avatar Last M- Airbender. And you may be thinking, Ben, was she playing the game? You know, the one with Legend of Korra? No. No, she wasn't. Um, uh, this has come from po- courtesy of Polygon. Even the biggest among us... Huh. So, uh, j- uh, Tyler, you know what to do there. Uh, on Friday night, uh, Imane Pokimane Anyas, one of the most popular streamers on Twitch with over 8.5 million followers was banned from the platform after stream, streaming the popular animated series Avatar Last Airbender. This cause of a ban is still known, but likely the result of DMCA strike. According to Twitch tracker, the stream was watching the ca- casting the Nickelodeon show roughly to 25,000 peak concurrent viewers during the stream. 
Anis did not directly comment on her other social media platforms on how long the ban would last. However, at the time publication on his Twitch channel is inactive. Twitch has a three-strike policy when it comes to DMCA claims so her channel will likely be restored. Anis is the face of, of the Twitch brand at a time when other popular streamers like Ludwig Agreen have left for YouTube. In 2020, the streamer signed a multi-year deal to stay on Twitch. After the deal, Anis joked on Twitter, the Fire Nation attack, which is a reference to the popular meme from the show, she like to get banned for streaming. Wow. Uh... <laughs> Called out. Streamers broadcasting and commenting on television is never an, is a newer trend on Twitch, known as TV Meta. is a popular way to capture attention to viewers. In December, popular virus streamers like XQC and uh, Hassan Abi uh, stream viewings of competitive cooking shows MasterChef on their channels. Still, the strategy is risky, as Twitch has a history of removing content after receiving takedown requests from companies. In 2020, the streaming platform encouraged streamers to remove content to comply with copyright laws for music. Twitch responds to notifications from copyright holders who have filed DMCA requests in this requ- in this case. Viacom owns Avatar, the last Airbender, so the team would issue the request. Um, and of course, as of there was an update as of yeah, today. I was going to read. And of course, as of as of today, she her Twitch channel is back. Um, a tweet of the penalty was just forty hours suspension, which brought her channel back on Sunday. The streamer said she returned on Monday to talk about the incident. She also tweeted that she didn't think the punishment was unfair and that it was inevitable the publishers take action against one of the reaction uh, one of the reaction streamers eventually. So it's like. Um, I have no ill will towards Pokimane at all. I'm sure she's a nice person, but I'm like, I don't know how, like, as a top, like, that's some top tier streamer privilege right there. Yeah, it does kind of seem like it. Yeah. Also, how did I never know her last name is Anus? Wow. First, like, it's, it's probably not pronounced like that, so that's incredibly rude. Um, um, but, I mean, it's, she'll be fine. Anus. Um, but... Uh, like it, it just it, it. I don't. I don't understand. Like I, I, I assume like uh, with a person as many people with her social media following and her uh, guidance, you would have a team around you to be like, hey, maybe you shouldn't do this, or at least have common sense to be like, you know, maybe this isn't a good idea. Like it's one thing to talk about the last Airbender or stuff like that, you know. Um, like that's what makes me and Thomas when we we talked about streaming the wrestling thing. Uh, on Fridays, but I'm like, it's gonna be kind of hard um, if we can't show it, and we definitely won't show because then we'll have yeah. you know NBC and all that shit down our throats, um, and Vince McMahon will burst through my house with a steel chair. Uh, so I don't, I don't understand the the mentality that goes into like I get wanting to share, you know, maybe a, a show that like her audience obviously I think skews younger, and most Twitch audiences skew younger, especially the popular ones. Maybe you want to show that, but like I feel like there's. Like you as a as a Twitch streamer who's done this for a long time has to know that that that's not how you do it. Like, you know, like, granted, I honestly don't think she thought about it that far. Probably not. She was, she figured my audience wants to watch Avatar. Let's watch it. And when you're that popular, you do have like the the element of privilege right. where it's like I can do whatever I want. Like that's the mentality. Anyway. Right. Um. So yeah, she got caught, and she's like, it was fair. I don't blame them. We'll talk about it more. It's like even she knows that it was wrong, but she figured she could get away yeah, with it. Yeah, it's it's just it's and I mean kudos, I guess, but like heck, even we do watch alongs, we have the hindsight for that at least. Yeah. It's it's just it's just weird. Um top tier top streamer privilege is that is at its finest, ladies and gentlemen. Alright. Uh what's next for us? Uh Let's save the next one for last because that leads into our topic. Mm-hmm. 
Um, okay. Correct. But we have a uh, demo trailer, an overview trailer for uh, for Pokemon Legend of Arceus. Um, and uh, this is the Japanese trailer that I posted here, um, and that's just because uh, that was all that um, that we got. But uh, as you can see through the game, yeah, I assumed there would be an English one. There never was, there which wasn't. is odd. So we're just kind of going through the gameplay. There's uh, there's websites that put articles out there, um, but we kind of get our first real overlook. Um, it's been confirmed that this game is pretty much like Monster Hunter influence in the sense that it's not one big open world, but zones that you will go into to capture different Pokemon. Um, and you kind of see the capture mechanic, how it happens in real time. Um, I do think the game looks nice outside of like some, you know, low resolution stuff, some jaggies on the edges. I think it does look nice. Um, yeah. They, uh, they show off like fighting bigger Pokemon and just like how intimidating that can be. Namely, I'm looking at this Garchomp that used Earthquake on your bitch ass, or this Snorlax that lunges at you. Um, yeah. It won't be able to catch you, though. It's really slow. Yeah. That that Snorlax has death in its yeah. eyes. Yeah. Um, they show, like, a crafting... But then the cute little spiel that's just like, Hey, yeah, buddy. it's just like, hey, I'm not gonna attack you. Yeah, they showed off the... There's a lot of customization in here. Um, the different clans. There's, like, ancient ruins. Um, I, I'm very excited for this game. Uh, they sh- oh god, the new Scyther. Um, Jesus, I forgot it's gonna be a thing. Um, Cleaver. Wow, yeah, god damn. Um, yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting that this game comes out in what three weeks, and we know very little about it. Like this is like the first big thing, yeah. and it was only in Japanese. Yeah, it's pretty much conveying to me that they don't have that much faith in this product, given. Uh, Pokemon's track record in the last couple of years, uh, at least with the Game Freak side of things. So hopefully it won't be as bad as I think it's going to be, and it'll probably be at least halfway decent. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely in the same boat as you, Tyler, but I think it's more so that, like, Pokemon can sell itself. Yeah. So, like, they're, they're not overly promoting this thing, because for one, it's a January release. It's kind of awkward. Like... It definitely feels like they wanted to get it out for the holiday, but missed it, and so they, you know, put out the remakes before the holidays instead. Um, but they still wanted to get this out before the end of the fiscal year, and so maybe it'll be a little undercooked and get like some updates later. But I mean, also it's Pokemon. Like, yeah, it's gonna sell. Th- no this is what. all they need to do. <laughs> like people are um, gonna complain about it, but it's still gonna sell gangbusters. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, like, I'm I'm gonna play, I'm gonna buy it, I'm in, I'm sold on it. So just just the fact that you can run around and like capture Pokemon, and you know, see some ancient ruins. So I'm I'm excited for this adventure. Um, I'll definitely get it too. Kind of uh, playing into my own skepticism. <laughs> I'm curious. Like, this is one I'm gonna wait for reviews and see what other people think, and then I'll decide. Like, I'm not sold on it, but like, if it ends up being good. Sure, I mean, I'm I'm willing to try it out. It's just not the kind of thing that I would normally, like, jump for. Yeah. One thing I will note Sorry. is that the frame rate issues, they didn't seem to be that many frame rate issues on there. You know, like, mm-hmm. uh, I think they showed in, like, the first couple of games, in the first couple of trailers, like, last year. So that yeah. is an improvement. So they obviously got, obviously that might change given the intensity of the area or whatever, any kind of visual effects are going on. So we'll have to see about that. But if it runs... Oh, if it runs good and it has like a nice overworld to explore, 
um, or these zones to explore. I'm excited, like just the idea of finding Pokemon, and I, I'm curious to see how big and how in depth this the, each zone is, um, and like how mm-hmm. long, like how long this is gonna be, um, other than just catching Pokemon. Um, so, I want to know how many actual new Pokemon it has. Um, because that'll be that'll go a long way into convincing me. Like I'm a sucker for new Pokemon, <laughs> new forms, you know, new evolutions. That yeah. Kind of thing. yeah. Well, I've, I think the I think the rumor, uh, not confirmed, but that the starters have like he uh, Hisui evol- final evolution. So I think that's a guarantee. Yeah, that's what I've been hearing so, too. Um, if there's a better, if there's a cooler version of Typhlosion, then I'm definitely in. I haven't <laughs> decided who I'm gonna pick. I think I'm gonna pick uh, Rowlet for my uh, my my starter. Because it's Rowlet, Oshawa, and Cyndaquil, right? Yeah. Yeah. See, so, yeah, I think... I mean, normally I would go Cyndaquil, because, like, I love that little fire hedgehog. Yes. But, I, I honestly, the one thing I really love about this game, aside from, you know, it actually has new forms and stuff, which was surprising, is the mix of generations with its starters. Yeah. Because usually, like, you know, they bring out three new Pokemon, and that's all you get. So, like, the fact that this is not really a new gen... And they can mix it up is really intriguing to me. Yeah. yeah. But I, it makes me kind of want to pick Rowlet. Granted, I know that you know Rowlet and Cyndaquil are both not Gen Four, um, but Rowlet's newer. Like, I don't have one in any of the new games. It's a really good one. It's actually deceptively a good physical attacker, if you can believe yeah. that. I mean, that Grass Ghost is so cool. Yeah, it is. Decidueye's rad. Uh huh. And a uh, Hisui and Decidueye would probably be really cool too. Although it most likely wouldn't be Ghost. Yeah, it might be probably. Yeah, that's a shame. We'll have to see. Yeah, we'd have to see. Because I don't think Typhlosion has a second form or has a second. No, it's type, just right? all no, it's, just fire. it's only fire. Yeah, they the yeah that was back then. So that that one could do with some really cool modifications. Yeah. More so. Okay. Um. Let's see what is next on our docket. Um. Oh yeah, we got we got we got another indie, another game gaming big deal. Um, fucking big bucks flying around like crazy. <laughs> um, Take Two is to buy Zynga in eleven billion dollar gaming deal. Um, uh, Take Two Interactive Software Incorporated said it will buy mobile game maker Zynga Incorporated in a deal valued at $11 billion, a, cur- a costly purchase and ended to help the publisher Grand Theft Auto break into the fast-growing market for smartphone games. Um, I feel like we've been saying fast-growing market, but I feel like that market's been there forever. Um, yeah. Uh, the offer for... Sa- it keeps growing. <laughs> the offer for San Francisco-based Zynga is, th- is uh, $350 in cash and $636 in Take-Two oh. equity. The company said in a statement on Monday, uh, the transaction offers up to a 9.86 per share, representing a 64% premium to Zynga's closing share price on Friday. The company said the deal's enterprise's value is 12.7 billion, including debt. Shares of Take Two's fell as much as 50% in in trading the most days since December 2009. Uh, the deal will sell. We'll see the creators of best-selling PC and console games such as Bioshock, Red Dead Redemption, joining with the forces. The makers of Farmville, which first years ago on Facebook, Zynga later moved into <laughs> mobile gaming, which was expected to benefit during COVID lockdowns when more people were turned off to their phones and other devices entertainment. A recent report from industry researcher NewZoo shows that mobile gaming accounted for the biggest part of the overall market last year, 52% growing, uh, growing 7.3%, while PC and console revenue dropped. 
Uh, probably because you can't buy consoles. Um, that's, that's probably has to do something with it. Um, probably. The transaction is expected to take to make New York based Take Two to a leader in a 93 billion global mobile market, which the sector expected to comprise more than half of net bookings in the fiscal 2023. Up from an estimate 12% in fiscal 2022, the company said uh, it's among the industry's biggest ever, topping the 8.6 billion purchase of Finnish game maker Supercell. Oi, producer of, or, uh, producer of hits like Clash of Clans by China's Tencent Holdings in 2016. It mm. also follows Electronic Arts' 2.1 billion purchase of Glue Mobile last year as more publishers seek to capture demand for on-the-go entertainment. Since cultural habits have changed since the pandemic, Zynga was said to have attracted interest from other game makers back in 2018, uh, according to Bloomberg. But Zynga's shares have languished, uh, languished dropping about 39%. I think this is mostly going to go into shares and stuff like that. Um, yeah, yeah, it's boring business yeah. talk. I mean, it's a Bloomberg article. Yeah, this, yeah, it. that's fair. Yeah, Take Two has received uh, financing of two point seven billion from JP Morgan Chase. Uh, so there's that. Um, so yeah, this is this is that that's that's twelve billion dollars. You know what's with there, Tyler? Honestly, the biggest part of this to me was that Zynga still exists. Yeah, yeah, right. I remember them as, like, the Facebook game makers, but I didn't know they did anything since. No, they've just been churning out mobile games, apparently. Um, and apparently they're, they've been highly, like, highly profitable, which is, I don't know how business is fucking weird. Um, yeah. A lot of times they're, like, just, you know, licensed title skins for, like, a just a single game engine, like the um, the pick three puzzle games and that kind of thing. Um but it's like every property has one, so the same developer just licenses out, licenses out their game engine to that property and makes you know fifteen games out of it, and they all make money from those that license audiences. But I don't, yeah, I don't know anything about Zynga. Yeah, um, obviously they they the the reason of this, of this purchase is that um, I guess they're not seeing the the revenue coming in from GTA Online anymore. Uh, every time I hear about GTA Online or Red Dead Online, people are just mad. So they probably need a, uh, at least they feel like they need their, a bigger source of revenue, and that is through these um, mobile games, which is like okay. Because the mobile developers that remastered GTA Trilogy did such a good oh, job. Yeah. yeah, I know, right? Jesus. Um, so we'll we'll take two's a yeah, joke. I, I I just feel like we needed to talk about this just because of like how much. That's a lot of money. Like you, you don't yeah. just like you know. That's almost like almost like, like I said, it's the, they said it's the biggest deal in gaming. I couldn't remember how much the sale was for when Microsoft bought um, uh, Bethesda or um, Zenimax. I guess overall, um, I would guess that means the uh, biggest like mobile probably. deal. Probably, yeah. It says it's among the industry's biggest deals, which makes me think the mobile industry. Yeah, because it doesn't. So what it, you're saying is it's a big deal. Yeah. Um, cause I, I, uh, I don't remember how much the, uh, the Bethesda Microsoft phone was. Maybe, maybe it was like, maybe it was less cause I, I mean, 11 billion is, is, I can't even think of what $11 billion looks like, let alone Jesus. Um, I mean, it's crazy to have that much money for a studio we didn't know was still like doing stuff that like, that's the mobile market for you. Right. Yep. Everything in the mobile market is just printing yeah. money. It's crazy. And you can just you can get it all by subbing to Apple Arcade for four ninety nine uh, four dollars and ninety nine cents a month. I don't I don't know if that's the price anymore. I haven't done it, but 
Um, we're not sponsored, but if we are, <laughs> I refuse. I, I wouldn't. I have an iPhone. I, I'll, I'll chill. <laughs> um, I tried it for a month. It was great. Uh, okay, so I think I mean that's gonna do it for that one. Uh, let's move on to rumor territory because the last two topics are gonna all deal with rumors. Got to deal with rumors. All right. Rumor has it. Exactly. Uh, I heard a rumor. Um, oh, okay. Getting all kind of references in here. Uh, so obviously, Elden <laughs> Ring is set to come out from uh, uh, FromSoft uh, in next month, uh, in a few weeks, which is crazy to think about. And now speculation is coming out. Rumors are coming out. Confirm- not confirmation yet. That a... Uh, New uh, game in the Armored Core series is coming. Um, it appears that first screenshots of a new Armored Core game have appeared online. They were part of a customer survey with additional information. Hidetaki Miyazaki appears to be involved as well. Um, so, and then like here, it, it kind of goes into detail on the Risa era post. Um, uh, the sci-fi world created by Hidetaki Miyazaki. From software's unique and deep sci-fi world and multi-layer story set on the planet Bashtar, a sci-fi world devastated by a planet-wide disaster with an overwhelming sense of scale that only Mecha can provide uh, a, va- a vast field, and it kind of goes over like the, d- the d- different things. Um, the dimensional map, you can feel the scale of the Mecha universe and a wide variety of maps offer challenging enemies in carefully crafted situations, taking on again and again. This game not only offers long-range combat with guns, but also short-range combat elements such as a blade and shield, Add a sense of urgency to gameplay. Decide between offensive or defensive tactics during tense and challenging battles against powerful enemies. Um, three-dimensional movement is something no human can imitate. You can move freely around the vast map with the unique mobility of a mech. Um, and, of course, there's actually screenshots, which I don't know if we should be showing these. Just in case. Just don't show them, Justin. I don't want to get you taken down. Uh, but you can... They're heavily watermarked. It's kind of hard to even see what they yeah. are. Um... So just... But there are descriptions of them. Um, and it, I think the important part here, like, I don't know anything about Armored Core aside from it being, like, a mech battle game. But it's from software making a, an Armored Core game. So it's, like, like Souls mech. Well, ar- they made Armored Core, like, before. Like, this is, like, a new thing, like, before the Soul Series. To- oh, yeah, like, this is this would be Armored Core 6, I think. And, like, all, like, I know several people who follow Armored Core. And they're, like, the idea that... From soft, like apparently, like uh, armor, like people who've been following from soft for years have been wanting another armored core game for like the longest time. But obviously, the Dark Souls, the Sekiro's, and the Demon Souls, they've <laughs> those kind of taken priority. So the fact that like we could think of getting another one after so long, I think a lot of people are like just salivating the teeth that like the team that like, it's being worked on clearly, which is I think that's pretty cool. Um, well, I guess just an armored core in a post Souls world. Yeah, we have then. like I don't know what the armored core games play like. I don't think they play like Souls games, um, but like that would be Dude, fun. Weird to action roll in uh, giant mechs, huh? I mean, like <laughs> I mean, just put Gundam and just give Gundam the ability to roll. That's all you would do. Um, guess so. But I, I think it'd be cool. But it does kind of have that slow, chunky uh, movement that Dark Souls is kind of famous yeah. for. Uh, I don't know. Like I said, I never played Armor Core. Um, the only mech game I played on uh, back in the day was Virtual On, and that was it. Um, so I couldn't tell you how Armored Core play. I actually thought it was a different game um, than than, uh, than this one. So, um, but I'm happy if it's true. I'm happy for people who have been waiting. Like people like have been wanting a new Armored Core game like for the longest time. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, it's very possible that these screenshots could be fake, but it feels like something that's at least at the concept art stage, and it's going out to consumer surveys in order to see, like, what they want in the game while they're in, like, pre-production. Right. Um, but otherwise, like, these are actual production stills, and it's like, what do you think of this? And the game's probably got, like, a, you know, at least a slice of life, like, demo mode. That'll be shown at E3 or something. And it's like ready to go. Um, it's one of the two options, I almost guarantee. There's a small chance it's fake, but probably not. This didn't come from 4chain after right, all. Right, right, exactly. This is coming from somewhere. So we'll have to see. Well, if we need, I would say, considering Elden Ring comes out in February, I would say at the earliest E3, if they have any show, and the latest, the Game Awards 2022. Where we'll like you know obviously mm-hmm. like get a like a world class premiere, probably. So those are your two big ones. I don't think we'll get anything like that. Maybe Tokyo Game Show. Like obviously that 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 could be one. But I think for a uh, a regular show, it'll be um, it'll it'll be probably one of those two big ones. All right. Yeah. Like it's probably not coming this no, year. No, for sure. No, probably like twenty twenty late twenty twenty three <laughs> or twenty twenty four, which is crazy to think about, but. It'll be here before you know it, mm-hmm. and we'll be in year four of the plague. So, mm. um, we'll yeah, be dead. I hope not. I run. Sure. I run this damn business. I'm going to keep y'all fuckers alive via ventilators. Um, I mean everyone. Like the uh, oh, you yeah. know inevitable heat death of the not universe. That soon. Um, we should have gone for the head. We'll make it happen. Uh, I saw. I, I watched. Don't look up. We'll make it happen. Um, I hate it when movies tell me what to do. Let's finally talk about one final rumor of the day. Uh, this is concerning Mario Kart Nine is reportedly Rumor. in develop in development. Um, according to an industry analyst, Mario Kart Nine is currently in development. Will have a new racing twist. It could be teased this year. The speculating uh, surrounding the game comes from Tokyo-based industry analyst Dr. Serkan Toro, who, who then, when writing his predictions for the upcoming year for GameIndustry.biz, said that a new entry in the Love series is on its way. I'm away. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is still selling very well on Nintendo Switch, but Mario Kart 9 is in active development. He said before saying that Nintendo could tease their next entry of the franchise this year. Um, and what's more, Toto said that Mario Kart 9 may launch with a new twist. Mario Kart games regularly include twists on karting formula from Double Dash's two character cards to Mario Kart 8's anti-gravity sections. While the analysts refrain from ad- from adding further, that hasn't stopped far fans on social media from speculating as to what twists might be. From theories such as suggesting the next installment could be ranged from stars from other franchises to others rotting for a F1-centric take to the popular series. The community has done a good job of uh, so far offering up suggestions towards um, a potential uh, upcoming reveal. In addition to Toto's predictions surrounding Mario Kart 9, the analysts also suggested that 2022 could be the year Nintendo brings another one of its series to mobile devices. On, 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 on mobile, Nintendo has been very silent since Mario Kart Tour launched in 2019, but I think 2022 is will be seeing the established IP running on smart devices again. Last year, Mario Kart 8 officially became the best-selling racing game in U.S. history. The title, which combines sales for both Wii U and Nintendo Switch Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, surpassed Mario Kart Wii back in April after selling over 40 million combined units and taking the pole position. So, um, and then this is going to just lead right into our topic a little bit too. So, what, first off, uh, I, I mean, who knows, right? This is just a guess. This is not speculation. This is not an insider saying, like, I know it's happening. It's just more of, like, a person who has as analyst and just kind of looking at trends that Mario Kart 9 is in development. So, not surprised here. 
But what do you guys think is the twist? Because as he mentioned, like you had the 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 the, the anti grab stuff or the double dash with the two player system. Uh, Justin, what do you think is the twist that could be in Mario Kart Nine? Okay, so um, I saw people on Twitter like all speculating, and they. Um, a lot of people were going the Nintendo cart route and getting slapped down like that was just the most obvious answer. Like, don't, you know, en- enough about Nintendo cart. So I don't want to go with that one. Um, like, I do think that's what it's going to be, but I don't think that's necessarily the twist. I think we'll just get more guest characters than, you know, in Mario Kart 8. Um, what I would expect is just like a. <sighs> I don't know how to explain it exactly. Um, so every single one, except for Double Dash, really, has like kept the twist from the last game and just like expanded on it with something new. Like, you know, we brought in the bikes, and the bikes have stayed, for the most part. Um, as well as, like, you know, customizable, customizable vehicles and stuff, which I think was actually in DS, but... It know, was. Whatever. Um... And then Seven brought in, like, the the ramps with, like, the, you know, gliders and the propellers underwater. And, like, that stuff has stayed. Um, It's just gotten a little nicer looking with, like, the alternate paths through levels and stuff. And then Eight brought in, you know, the anti-grab stuff. And that, combined with, like, the ramps and stuff, has been really cool in levels. I don't see them getting rid of that because, I mean, it's kind of hard to, like, do legacy tracks with those complications like you can add them into old levels but to take them out would be weird um so point is i think what we'd see is just kind of an expansion of what's already there um and i'm not entirely sure what that would be um like i've I've been trying to think about it and I'm struggling a little bit. Um, so, I mean, you can go back to me, but like, I, I just, I know that it will be something more of like an iterative, iterative change. Um, probably a larger focus on online, uh, maybe kind of like a, you know, Forza Horizon type thing where it's like active players in your game, mm. um, rather than computer players. You're basically like always racing against like friends, ghost data, that kind of thing. Um, and sort of like not not an open world like i don't think they'd go like you know you drive to a mission and then get a track or whatever but i think it could actually bring in like a um the ds kind of did this too but bring in like a story mode um i was thinking closer to like diddy kong racing where you know you're going track by track like you can just play the tracks on their own but there's kind of like a hub that you drive around in to get to each track and it has like a full on story that you have to like, you know, complete and like rank to get on to the next section of the story, that kind of thing. Um, and that's why I think it would play in the Nintendo Kart thing, because like you'd, you'd basically be traveling through worlds for each like gaming property with levels based on those prop like the new tracks, at least, would be based on those properties. So it's not just a um it's not just a you know nintendo cart thing 
It's actually like taking the elements that we've had before and like adding actual like Nintendo content in with like a full story mode, similar to Smash Ultimate. Like the, um, you know, the what was the World of Light campaign in that called? Yeah, similar to the World of Light, where it's like each section of the map is kind of separated off as like Donkey Kong Land and that kind of thing. Um, yeah, that's just kind of like spitballing some stuff because I've had a really hard time thinking of like one thing. Um, but just something that like can use all the elements they've already done. Because like I said, Double Dash is kind of the one outlier where it's like that mechanic never came back because it fundamentally changed the game. Um, and since then they've done iterative stuff. But taking those elements and evolving them for a more modern, like online focused title. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> this is a tough one. All right, Tyler, what do you think? Uh, the idea just kind of popped into my head while we were talking about uh, Mario Kart 9 stuff. Uh, so I have a pretty better idea of how... Uh, this is more of a hope than will actually happen, but it would be super hype if they actually did this. Mario Kart Cross F-Zero. Like, just make it pretty much uh, Mario Kart but with F-Zero elements, like bringing in the characters, bringing in more tracks, probably uh, more fast-paced uh, racing gameplay, probably like the, okay. the mission-based stuff in F-Zero GX. Uh, it'd be really cool just to see all the characters from that series, like Michael Chain, Black Shadow, Pico, Jody Summers, and, of course, Captain Falcon. Uh, but yeah, I would think that... Mario Kart crossing over with F-Zero would be the hypest thing ever, and it would actually make people give a shit about uh, this series that's been dormant for uh, the past 18 years or so. So That would be a new idea for the F-Zero series. They've said that they're not going to make a new one until they come up with something to do. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and they can... Uh, this would revitalize both of them. Yeah, they could just incorporate all the stuff that they established from Mario Kart 8 and just kick it up a notch, and it would just be on par with uh, what F-Zero has. And it would work out just fine, I would think. It'd they be could s- call it Mario Kart Zero. That would be sweet. Um, but yeah, that's just more of a hope than like a grounded theory. That's just my take on it. I like that. Uh, monster trucks. They're gonna add monster trucks. They're gonna. There's cool. gonna be a very specific <laughs> off roading. Like, like you're gonna be able to do stunts and shit. Like like Wario Stadium thing. That's 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 yeah. That's my thing. And then like the you can already do stunts. But like in the not in a monster truck though. Like Mario in a and imagine Peach riding a okay. monster truck. How tight would that be? That'd be so. Dumb. I can imagine Bowser in a monster truck. That makes the most. And they would sense have like separate tracks just for monster truck races. So like you could get like destruction. You can get like some destruction elements going on. Come on, it writes itself. There you go. You get a new vehicle type. It would just be Twisted Mario, Mario Kart Edition. Pretty much, yeah. Well, the problem is, I mean, yeah, you could call it like you know Mario Kart Off Road or something. But the problem is, like, some of the vehicles already have the monster truck style to them. It's just not an actual type yeah, of vehicle. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Monster like, trucks. You know, there's no different stats yeah, or anything. Monster truck. Big ass monster trucks. There you go. Like, give me Peach and a, Peach and Daisy in right. a monster truck. That's all I want. But they all have to have like like uh, backwoods garb on. Fine. Huh? Like you know, Peach and Daisy would have like their dress overalls. Um, Wario 
No, Toad would probably have like a like a um, red cap because he's kind of problematic, you know. Um, that's okay, all I got. There you go. That that's mine. Very simple. Y'all have intricate thoughts like about monster trucks. Just 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 monster trucks. <laughs> that's pretty much all you need. Yeah. Just do flips. A new mo- mode where you can like. Just do cool stunts and shit like that. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Especially if the racing mechanics from Deluxe are going to stay, then yeah. Yeah. Maybe a better... I mean, it could make a real for a really cool battle mode. Have like a demolition yeah, mode yeah, right. in, in the yeah. battle. You just crash into each other. Because I did see someone like uh, in, the, in the article. Um, someone said that the, the twist is that it'll take mechanics from F1 race stars. Um, which... In general, I would not see it going more like actual racing. Um, no, you know, like F one racing, but I could see like a battle or a damage system, like you know, you're hit with with weapons and like your health goes down or something like that. And if they tied that in with monster trucks and like a demolition mode, uh, you could basically have like you know instead of balloons, you could actually have like a like an active damage system on the vehicles, which would be kind of neat. Yeah. All right, so or they can combine all these ideas, because I mean you'd have a story mode with an F Zero crossover game, um, bring in all those characters, make it faster, whatever, and then have you know a demolition mode also in the battles with monster trucks as a new. T- Although monster trucks aren't usually that fast, they really aren't. We what well, no, we've gotten away from the. Um, but the one thing they won't do is add a battle pass. Probably not. No, no. Nintendo does. Yeah, they'll keep that to the the uh, Mario Kart yeah, Live the, game the, tour. Mario yeah. Kart tour. Okay. Uh, now that we're just going to lead us into our final topic of the evening, which is uh, obviously uh, Nintendo with Mario Kart Eight Deluxe. I don't think it was a thing on. No, it was an Eight um, Switch. I think uh, I can't even remember anymore. Uh, but in Mario Kart Eight Deluxe, whatever version. Uh, you were able to play as uh, the villager from Animal Crossing, Isabel. Yeah, that was uh, in the Wii version. It was DLC, though. That's what it is. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and of course, Link. And, of course, we also got two maps regarding to both Animal Crossing and The Legend of Zelda. So, uh, And then, of course, in Deluxe, we got the Splatoon team. And even though we didn't get a Splatoon racetrack, we got two Splatoon <clears throat> battle-themed arenas. Um we also got two F zero and two and two F zero tracks. I keep forgetting because they didn't have an they didn't add an F zero with the big blue. There was a cart though. Um, I don't remember the cart, but uh, it's probably yeah. It was the blue falcon. Yes, yeah, right. Yeah. Um. So yeah, a lot of a lot. They've already kind of established that. So now we're going to talk about sort of like what guest characters, what characters that could they pull from Nintendo. I'm not thinking third party at all. We're just going to go with Nintendo first party because. Really, with I think it would be weird to add third party characters to a cart game like this, um, unlike Smash, which is like fighting. Um, so uh, I'm gonna go first because I want first dibs. And uh, the first character that I think needs to be in this game, and he was in a uh, um, a trailer that looked like a Mario Kart trailer, but it was a Smash reveal for Rosalina. Uh, it's Kirby. I, I think Kirby should be the first candidate. He's warm, soft, and cuddly. Fits in like his aesthetic would fit perfectly alongside. Um, you know, I would pro- like it. Like it kind of, I you know, you could do green greens or any number one of his stages. Maybe one of his uh, courses would be the uh, the the halberd. You race along the halberd or something like that. 
Um, he's also had a racing game, so he's had a racing game with Kirby's Air Ride. So um, yeah. it doesn't matter about who cares about president doesn't matter because uh, Link didn't have a racing game, so it doesn't really matter. Well, I'm just saying, like they could actually modify one of like the Kirby's Air Ride tracks for it, and like, that would be a cool callback while also including the character. That's true. Dude, the city the city mode in a Mario Kart game would be so cool. Yeah. That would actually that would make for a cool battle map too. Indeed. Yeah, so there you go. That that's who I would I, I would first little. pick is, is Kirby. Um Tyler. Okay. Uh this one's obvious given uh, my earlier speculation. Captain Falcon. Uh he obviously hails from a racing game. He's one of the better racers in his series. He's instantly recognizable mostly because of Smash Brothers. He just makes the most sense to me as a guest character, and I'm surprised that he hasn't been in a Mario Kart game yet. So yeah, Falcon race, Blue Falcon, yes. <laughs> uh, Ta- Justin. Um, so, I mean, I gotta go with Samus, right? Yeah, I mean, I figured, I figured like, you would. Yeah, <laughs> that would be so cool. Uh, her ship actually was a uh, an unlockable cart or DLC cart or something like that in eight. Was um, it? Yeah, it was so. there with Blue Falcon. Uh, if there was, I don't was. recall. Yeah, her, her, I only saw um, the Blue Falcon in the uh, uh, Lynx motorcycle. <laughs> the gunship's not Nate, my uh, guy. I you might have made that up in a fever dream. Find it. Probably saw like a mod or something. Uh. Okay. Yep. It is. I wasn't totally wrong. Her gunship is a car. It's in the uh, Nintendo Switch version of Rocket League. Okay. okay so you're, you're, you're completely off base. Wrong game, buddy. Well, no, because I was picturing her, her vehicle in a, like, as a car. I that's think all. the guest character you're like, thinking that was the of, of is um, the one dude in F-Zero GX that's literally just Fox McCloud. Uh... I mean, I did. I actually did think about Fox because I still want that like Samus crossover with Star Fox. That'd be cool. Um, oh, I like said that. But no, I think like I, I was just picturing her vehicle like on wheels, basically. Um, you know, with her driving it, and I just think that would be really cool. Like, yeah. you could have you could toggle between um, power suit and zero suit, kind of like how you, with with Link you can toggle between the you know Hilgen costume and the uh, Breath of the Wild costume. Um. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say another classic Nintendo character, Little Mac. And he will ride. That'd be a, rad. Will, okay. and, um, I don't know what he would ride. Part of me wants to give him the bicycle. Um, or maybe he would have a motorbike, honestly. That would be like his, his theme vehicle. It'd be like a, no, it would, it would look like King Hippo. <laughs> that, like, oh, like, yeah, yeah, that would, that would be cool. Yeah. I, I think, I think Little Mac. Little Mac does not get a lot of love outside of Smash. Um, and he's one of, like, the iconic Nintendo characters from the 80s. Um, like, shit, Punch-Out. People forget that Punch-Out was, like, huge back then. Um, I haven't. So, like, um, I think Little Mac being in this game would be really, really cool. And um, it made him, when uh, uh, Justin brought up Samus, it's just because of the shipping that people do between Little Mac and Samus. It just made me think that Little Mac should be in this game. Um, 
Uh, and uh, I don't know, like, the thing is about, like, his course would be weird because, like, would it just be a city? Or maybe be around a big-ass boxing ring or something? Or maybe you get miniaturized and you go through a boxing arena? I don't know. That would be the only challenging part. Like, how would you... Or like, maybe through a gym or something? Um, I don't think you would get an actual racing course. I think you'd get a battle course, like Splatoon. Oh, that would be... No, you'd just be chasing Doc Lewis while he's eating his chocolate. That'd be funny. Um, Tyler. Um, my other pick is probably going to have to be Fox McCloud since I just said it aloud. Like, I know <laughs> there's, like, the actual human dude that's the homage to Fox in F-Zero uh, X and GX. I forget his name, though. But... James. It's James. It would just be... So. Yeah, James McCloud. Thank you. Uh, but, yeah, seeing Fox uh, in a Mario Kart game would probably fit in. He would obviously uh, drive in an R-Wing-style uh, cart. Either that or the Great Fox. Uh, that'd just be cool to see. Justin Ann, you got anything? Um, I didn't know we were supposed to come up with the second I mean, one. As many as but, you can think um, of, buddy. I didn't, I didn't set a number. Fair enough. Uh, I don't know if this would count as a guest character, but my... Uh, like, Samus was kind of a joke. I actually think she would be really good. Absolutely. But, you know, obviously I was thinking about like her... her uh, gunship already being in the game, so that was my fault. But um, my like actual like get hype character would be Mega Man, uh, um, because I don't. I mean, we had the Mega Man Battle and Chase yeah. game, which is not great, but it's okay. But again, it's it's a racing game in the Metroid U- or in the Mega Man universe, so it's something they could pull a uh, an actual track from. You know, they could have like. His vehicle from that, like he, the the Rush Mobile or whatever from that game. Like I think it would just be cool to bring in other uh, characters that have also had racing games, um, and like have guest maps from those games. Yeah, I don't think we're gonna get third party characters though. I think they're gonna keep it in house. Um, Probably. Uh, as for me, um, oh shit, uh. I'm trying to think of a, of another Nintendo character uh, outside of Little Mac. Um, That's the thing, Autumn. Well, either. I mean, honestly, we already got Link. Fucking put Zelda in that game. Why not have both Princess Peach and Princess Zelda in there? Um, like, and in, in, sure. in, like you can have her. Like, Question: Which Zelda? Yeah, have her. Um, you know, switch between um, uh, Skyward Sword dress or uh, Breath of the Wild dress or Link Between Worlds dress or something like that. You know, different the different Zelda styles. Um, uh, and obviously she wouldn't get her own map. Remember she would. Who knows? Right? Peach gets her own castle. Why can't Why can't she get her own uh, raceway? Um, I think. Although Link's map is Hyrule Castle, she can get another map. I don't know another another castle. Um, she can get her own. She's a princess. She deserves it. So yeah, put Zelda in the game. If you're gonna have if you're gonna have Link and Mario and Princess Peach, why not have the other the other uh, Nintendo uh, A princess in there, which is Princess Zelda? Put her in the game. Tyler, you got anything? Um, I got one. Uh, Byla from Fire Emblem Three Houses. Just to make people uh, mad. <laughs> since okay, yeah, that and um, it's probably um, one of the uh, few lords that makes sense in today's day and age. He is the most recent Fire Emblem protagonist, so it would probably be make the most sense. Like you can switch between male and female, and you could probably have like a racing course that like. Uh, where you race uh, through the Garrick Mock Monastery. That'd be cool. 
and and just seeing all the characters. It was so uh, funny as you pass by because like the music in Fire Emblem was so like epic and melancholy. So like you're playing like and then you go to Garrick Mod. It's like total total ship change. Yeah, but I definitely would. That would be actually cool addition is to get and just to make people mad. Oh my god, they're adding Fire Emblem to this goddamn game. Um, newsflash. They only got mad because people thought it was Dante coming in Smash because of Sakurai putting in the three. Yeah, idiots. Um, anything else, Justin? I do, actually. So you were talking about, you know, all the other princesses and stuff. Um, not a princess, but worthy of a spot, Pauline. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's just, yeah, you're not wrong. That's a good, that's a really good call. You could get a, a Mario Odyssey like like Donk yeah, City, City course. themed course, yeah. which would be how awesome did we not get that as DLC? I don't understand. Like Odyssey right. was already out. Well, no, no, it wasn't. It was not yet out yet. No, I forgot. We didn't get any new DLC with mm. with Deluxe. We thought yeah. we would, but I guess they wanted it to be a complete package. Yeah. Um, but there definitely would have been an Odyssey track if we got oh DLC. God. So now's that's, the chance. I think that's. I think um, that's like out of all the ones you said. That's that's the easiest. Like, yeah, she's gonna be in the next one. Yeah, and we'll you'll be able to race to uh, Odyssey uh, the entire way through. <clears throat> That'd be rad. Because she's. I think she's in. She's in golf. Um, the mobile game. I was gonna say she's in golf. Yeah, she's in the golf game. Yeah. I've definitely seen like costumes for her character and and like the you know seasons of the mobile game. I haven't played it in a long time, but I still see like you know new costumes added for this season all the time. And I think she'd be a fun character to play with. I'd yeah, use her. I honestly would love it just for the new Donk new Donk City course and just racing through that magical place again. Um yeah. let's see, another Nintendo character. We mentioned Metroid, mentioned Star Fox. Punch out. Um Kirby, obviously that was a big one. Um Animal Crossing's already here. I mean Kirby's getting Kirby's a new game. A new game. So yeah, good time. Kirby's getting a new game. Um uh I'm trying to think of a care of a character that would make sense. Um Alright, something that would make that would make sense. Um Hmm. No, the warrior the the Warriors and Luigi's already there. Koopling's already there. Um fuck it, put the king of evil. Put Gandorf in there. We got the we got Bowser. <laughs> put the but seriously, put Ganondorf in there. Give give me let me race through um Ganon's Tower or some shit like that. Like come on. Do that. I like how like you know, Smash Bros. is over. Like we're not getting anything else for it. Now we're just like, you know what? Mario Kart nine can be Smash we, Bros. We now. Just, Let's just speculate. Just, exactly. Look at me. I'm Smash Brothers now. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So um Oh my god. Oh, I just realized so many people are going to try to actually make it a thing, and it's just not going to work. Um, uh-huh. uh, we'll have to see. Uh, so. But seriously, like, it could be cool if they do the Nintendo Kart thing, and like every Nintendo Direct, like, you know, now we get character or track reveals or whatever from Mario Kart. Like, that's our new Smash Bros. announcements. Yeah, and we'll see. It would work. Yeah, it, it could. It would generate a lot of hype, but we'll see if they actually treat it that way if we're... If it's going to be that way, we'll have yeah. to find out. So they might just play it normal and you get dry bones and pink gold peach and metal Mario all over again. Ugh, uh, so what would be funny is that like out of all this, you get these new characters, but Waluigi doesn't come back. So not only did he not make it to smash, he gets kicked out of Mario Kart. Oh, <laughs> people would be pissed. Oh my God. Yeah. Waluigi, people love Waluigi. Um, 
yeah in 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 Mario Kart. So um I can't think of anybody else who I think outside of Ganondorf. Todd, do you have anybody? I've got one more. Okay. Um I know Pokemon trainers would probably make the most sense, but given how popular uh, the Diamond and Pearl remakes have been, I kind of want Cynthia, the Ooh. the the champ from uh, Gen 4, to be like a playable racer. Because obviously she's the best, right? And just having a, like a Garchomp-themed cart, or probably like a Lucario-themed one, one of those two, maybe Spiritomb, I guess. Uh, I think Garchomp probably suits her the best. Uh, and just probably have like a track themed off of the in- entire Elite Four and the Grand Champion halls. Mm. Like that'd be pretty cool. So I thought you were going to say a, a Pokemon. I'm like, don't That's don't put a Pokemon easy. in the cart. No, <laughs> no that would just be weird. Scyther can't so drive. Like, he doesn't have hands. I mean, yeah. Yoshi, Yoshi's like, in, uh, Machop Yoshi or something. Can fucking drive a cart. Why can't Pikachu? Pikachu drive a cart. That's true. I think Goomba was playable. Yeah, Goomba was playable. No, Goomba was playable in this one. Think so? He? No, he's, he's not. not. He's playable in baseball, no. but he holds the bat telepathically. Okay. Yeah, he's in. Um, he's in one of the Mario parties. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah, because it's still stupid in the mini games when like he has no arms, but he's he has can win mini games against the best. Um, but no, just to just to round it off, I will share one more. Um, I'm not as excited about it as I was Pauline, but we've had Donkey Kong, we've had Dixie Kong, or sorry, we've had Diddy Kong. Let's get Dixie yeah. Kong in there. Yeah. Or Funky, but I think Funky was played uh, Tor. Sometime. He's in Tor, not not uh, the regular games. Oh, okay. Yeah. I just think Dixie Kong would oh, be fun. Oh, sure, sure. Um, they probably haven't done it because of, like, the hair physics. Like, it'd be kind of obnoxious with the, you know, the ponytail flapping. But she's my favorite Kong. Yeah. A lot of people love She's Dixie. She's pretty cool. <clears throat> All right. So there you go. Mm-hmm. I think a good couple of choices. One really probably is going to happen core character in a couple of like, uh, will they, won't they? We'll find out maybe at E3 this year um, uh, when Nintendo has their big thing. Since E3 is not going to be a thing anymore. We didn't talk about it, but E3 is going to go all digital this year. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, not much to say. E3 is going digital. <laughs> Yeah, I already um, forgot about that. So, um, all right, guys, let's go ahead and wrap it up. Uh, Justin, please plug your stuff, please. You can find me if you look for Zero Score on Twitter or YouTube or Twitch. Um, I'm continuing or hopefully finishing my Metroid Fusion race with my friend Chris. Nice. Um, and depending on our progress this week, we will jump right into Super Metroid. Um, okay with the redux mod to make it a little bit more okay. special so i need to take metro um, dread off my schedule then <laughs> okay good okay oh yeah well super metroid would probably be a one and done um it's just we probably won't use the whole time on fusion so i wanted something to fill in the rest okay. of the time and it's a lot more hassle to like switch over to the switch and get all that set up and you know switch people that i'm playing with right and right right okay, that kind of good. thing um but yeah, Dread will be next after Super Metroid. Um, but anyway, so that's been a lot of fun to play through again, especially like while editing the Fusion video, uh, because I was like reminding myself of where to go <laughs> before, you know, doing that part of the game. Um, but as we mentioned earlier, I also have my Metroid Fusion retrospective video out. Um, it took way too long to make this friggin' thing. I think I recorded it like mid mid-December. But then with, like, 
the holidays and everything, I was hoping to get it out before the end of the year, and then I didn't. And the editing process has been annoying because, like, my mouse has been messing up, so I ordered a new one. But I was like, I want to get this video done. So I fought through the mouse issues and got it exported last night. Um, it, it was kind of one of those, like, it's probably good, export. Um, so hopefully it all <laughs> it all works. I'll definitely watch it once we're done here. Okay, cool. Let me know if there's any issues. Okay. I probably won't re-upload it unless it's, like, something substantial, but... Um, I watched through it all, and then I added the music, and then I exported it. So I didn't do, like, a final watch, but it's most likely fine. Um, but yeah, check that out, is the point, on my YouTube channel. All right. Um, Tyler. You can follow me at Hey It's That Ty. Check the pinned tweet to take you to my YouTube t- uh, channel, Home of Tire Shoes Reviews, where I review old-ass fighting games for your pleasure. I am currently in the process of editing the next episode as we speak. Uh, I have been in... A really bad emotional stupor the past few months, which is why it's taken so long to get this damn thing out. But I'm finally working on it again. Progress is being made. And I will uh, get to um, the next one immediately after. On the cinema shot side of things, uh, we just recorded the next episode. So by the the time the audio version of this Gamecast comes up... uh, Stay tuned for the next uh, movie in our series, Dragon Ball Z, Cooler's Revenge. We were really excited for this one. And you can follow me at twitter.com slash MarvelousSiggy for all things related to the Marvelous one. Uh, and of course, I stream live four times a week at twitch.tv slash Iggy2814, Saturday, Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday, all at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. Um, we had a good Mass Effect stream last yesterday, which actually went better than the previous time where I was like, I'm going to do a long stream, stream two and a half hours. And this past week we almost went to four hours. So that was nice. Um, nice. uh, covered a lot of ground too. So, um, and of course this Sunday, finally it's happening. The rubber match between me and a uh, newly crowned Papa Bear, Nero the Hero, our first 10 <laughs> in Street Fighter Five. Will be going down. Let's go. Ryu versus Ken. Uh, that is subject to change, uh, considering Lo is a very busy man lately. Uh, but uh, but as of right now, it is set to go uh, first ten. Uh, me and that. So I haven't been practicing Street Fighter Five, let alone Ryu. So we're gonna see what happens. And he's a very very happily distracted person right now. So we're just gonna do our best to put on a good show. Um, and uh, of course, go to for all the content. It's your, this show. If you're listening to the show, as well as, as Tyler mentioned, Cinema Shot, as well as the wrestling show that me and Thomas did, the one that just came up was the Royal Rumble 2002, and the one that she be up around this time, this episode that came out, uh, me and Thomas watched Wrestle War 89, because it was the third uh, trilogy match between Ric Flair and Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, a legend in the Ooh. wrestling uh, annals of history, so it was a pleasure to watch that with my good buddy. God, that was such a great match. Um, and, and look forward to that. The poll uh, for the latest episode should be will be live on our Twitter feed, uh, but this time tomorrow. Um, so go check that out. Vote to see what we watch after that. Um, but until next time, that's going to do it for this episode, guys. Until next time, stay charged. Have a good night, everybody. Good night. End of that.